The final four is coming to Antwerp. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. The final four host city has been announced. Telenet Giants Antwerp will host the 2019 final four. And not only that, but the matchups are now known for the final four, which is May 3rd through the 5th. Joining me for some initial reactions on the final four is David Hein in Germany. Dave, how's it going this week? Fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the, the weekend we've been waiting for is at least, uh, uh, you know, at least clear what, uh, what we can expect. Uh, it's pretty exciting to know where it's going to be and also who's going to be playing who. So uh, we, can, we can all now look forward to the final four. And knowing uh, and just thinking about, you know, matchups and everything else. So pretty cool. Yeah, we'll have some initial reactions for you guys on the final four. We'll save uh, some of our deeper thoughts and analysis uh, for the final four preview show, which will be coming up in a couple weeks, because of course, the final four doesn't start until May 3rd. So a lot can change in terms of injuries, how these teams are playing in their domestic league, and things like that. But make sure you go check out the official website, championsleague.basketball, download the official app and stay up to date for everything you need to know for the final four eager Igor Jerkovic, Deacon Lloyd-Smith, those guys will have articles going up on the website throughout the next couple of weeks. Um, of course, there's going to be voting for some awards, so you can go check those out. And of course, subscribe to livebasketball.tv to watch the Final Four live when it happens Friday, May 3rd, and then the third place game and the final will be on Sunday, May 5th in Antwerp, Belgium. Joining us on today's show, Dave had a chance to talk to Mike Green from Sig Strasbourg. He was the MVP of the 2018 Final Four with Ike. So it was really cool that Dave got to chat with Mike about Strasbourg's season. You know, they're a little bit disappointing not making the playoffs, but uh, they're kind of rounding into form now in the French League. So they talked about that. But the main focus was on the Final Four run last year with Ike, uh, what Mike thinks about the current Final Four teams and what they can expect over these next few weeks as they prepare for the big stage for the Champions League Final Four. So stay tuned for that coming up in a few minutes. First, Dave, uh, what were you, let's jump into some initial reactions with the Final Four. Uh, what, what do you think about Antwerp hosting it? Um, of course, you know, this team was uh, seen as a bit of an underdog throughout the year, a very young team. We've said it countless times now that nobody on this team is older than 27. Uh, and now they're hosting the Final Four. What, what were your reactions? You know, you, you definitely had to you know, kick up their chances of, of winning this thing, uh, by a pretty good, by a good, pretty good portion. Um, you know, if you figure just having the home home court advantage, obviously the, the first two champions, uh, Tenerife and, and, um, uh, and Ike both had, uh, the home court advantage and won the, and won the tournament, the, the first two, uh, editions of this competition. So you have to, you know, definitely think their chances are better, uh, they're gonna, they're going to be, you know, they're they're going to have the home crowd behind them. Uh, you know, they've they've proven that they, you know, play really well at home. And uh, whether or not they could do it, you know, it's 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 definitely not going to be easy. Um, but you know, to be honest, I I I think we we you know we can we can stop. You know, saying this is a young and experienced team. You know, they they went through a lot last year. Uh, you know, went through the 
the the turmoil of not making it, you know, just barely missing out on the on the regular season, and then this year going through the the qualifying rounds, uh, going through, you know, obviously a, a, an extremely difficult group, and uh, and and then also, you know, they also won the cup, the the Belgian Cup. They knocked off uh, Ostend, you know, ending their run of whatever it was, five or six years, um, and. Uh, you know, mentioned last last week. You know, Moses uh, Kingsley's back uh, from his back back injury, uh, and that's almost like a like a, a mid season uh, addition. You know, and um, you know he was a great player last year, and uh, so that's a pretty big addition, and 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 lets them to do lets them allows them to do uh, quite a few different things. So, uh, you know, of course the age is there, uh, but I think they they've come they've come through with a with some very big performances both uh in the or or all in the base in the bcl in the in the domestic cup and in the domestic league um and i think it's going to be great for them i think it's you know they they were so excited to to have their first home game in the bcl uh after missing out you know going through the qualification round last year and not making it and then having to go through the qualifying round this year um and uh, they were just thrilled to to have a to have a home game and and now they get the final four so uh you know really congratulations to Antwerp and uh and yeah it's, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be exciting and you know Belgium has hosted uh, a lot of uh, championships you know a lot of uh, finals in the past uh you know you think Shalawa uh, you know they've hosted some Euro Cup finals and stuff like that so um it's not that that the that the country has has uh is new to um to hosting uh, big events, uh, also basketball wise. So I think it, I think they'll, you know, they're going to be so jacked to, to put on a good show. I think so. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is great for Belgian basketball. Uh, you know, we talked about this earlier, Antwerp, we're not only the first Belgian team to make it to the BCL final four, not only the first team to make it to the quarterfinals, but the first Belgian team to even make it into the round of 16. So for them to carry, uh, to carry this all the way to the final four and now to host it, that's a huge accomplishment, not only for them, but for, uh, Belgian basketball as a whole. And yeah, I think that's a great point about. You know, this team is, uh, it's not exactly just a bunch of young, inexperienced kids anymore. They've, they've proven time and time again throughout the season that they can step up in big games, like getting through the qualification round. Those are essentially playoff games. Uh, getting through the toughest group where, you know, they beat. Hapoel Jerusalem at one point, who very well could have been a Final Four team. They went toe-to-toe with Ike and Bomberg, and uh, of course, Ike was just barely eliminated by Bomberg in the quarterfinals, and uh, Bomberg themselves are one of the four teams, so if they end up seeing each other in the final, there's going to be a familiarity aspect there. And then they beat uh, Murcia, who were the top team in Group A and were a fi- and brought back a lot of players from last year's Final Four team. So they've gone up against more experienced teams before They've performed well in high-pressure situations. Now they've got the home crowd behind them. I think it's going to be a great situation there in Antwerp. Uh, so, Dave, let's talk about that matchup a little bit. They will be going up against Tenerife, the 2017 champions. We talked to Tim Abramidis last week. He was the MVP of the quarterfinals for Tenerife. And there is going to be a contrasting narrative here where we have, you know, the younger team in Antwerp versus the incredibly experienced Tenerife uh, winning the first trophy in the BCL. You know, what, what were just kind of your initial reactions to seeing this matchup? And of course, we'll, we'll go more in depth uh, here in a couple weeks. 
Uh, you know, one of the things that, that we talked about uh, in the return leg against Prometheus, whether or not they can remain disciplined defensively um, with all the ball movement, uh, ball movement, player movement, and everything else that, that Tenerife does. And, um, you know, if they can do that, stay focused, uh, you, I, th- I think the energy will be there because of the home fans. Um, but it's whether or not they can use the, whether or not they can remain focused and concentrated on, on the game plan, um, in order to stay in the game, whether or not they can win it at the end remains to be seen whether or not they're in it. But I think they have to remain concentrated and focused. And and obviously Prometheus didn't do that. Uh, you know, they, they had the big, uh, uh, Tenerife had the big first quarter and, and basically, uh, wiped away the, the 12 point leads, um, from the first, from the first leg. So whether or not they can, you know, buckle down and stay focused uh, on 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 the task at hand, just do the do you know work your butt off for forty minutes, um, especially defensively. I think offensively they have enough uh, creativity and and everything else that they can uh, that they can come up with the points needed. But I really think the question is whether or not they're going to uh, be able to. Uh, hold it together defensively. Something that Prometheus showed that they that is not it's not easy, uh, even with a twelve point lead. And and now in this game, it's one game, and Antwerp's already you know has doesn't have that twelve point lead that Prometheus had. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. Their focus defensively is going to be very crucial for them. Uh, I will say a couple things working in Antwerp's favor is that Tenerife have lost their last two BCL road games. They lost that 12-point game at Prometheus. They also fell by two points on the road at Jerusalem. Of course, they were able to overcome those in the return leg at home in front of their amazing fans, uh, but they won't have that luxury this time around. So, you know, this is a road game. They're in Antwerp in front of those fans. So if Tenerife, uh, you know, has a little bit of a stumble, maybe Antwerp can kind of pounce on that. Another thing that I think Antwerp has in their favor is the fact that Paris Lee is playing great basketball and he's the type of point guard that can really give Tenerife problems. Um, you know, we, we talked about that during the regular season where Tenerife was struggling with some of these, uh, quicker, more athletic point guards who can, who can get dribble penetration, collapse the defense, kick out to shooters and, you know, Tenerife against a great Jerusalem team, they didn't necessarily have to worry about that with Tamir Blatt, where he's uh, not the quickest guy, not the most explosive guy, uh, more of a cerebral point guard. So I think Paris Lee can really give them some problems. Um, of course, Tenerife did a great job against Jerusalem, taking away the alley-oops to Josh Owens. They'll have to do that again. Uh, containing uh, Ishmael Baco. So, uh, you know, Tenerife, I think coming into this game, probably have the upper hand overall, but uh, Antwerp, I think, have a great shot in this one, especially in front of their crowd. So this is this is going to be a great game. Can't wait to see it. And the other side of the matchup is amazing as well. Virtus Bologna, the Italian, legendary Italian club, going up against the German powerhouse, Broza Bomberg. Um, Dave, my, my first reaction when I saw this matchup was Tyrese Rice going up against all of those great defenders that Virtus Bologna have. You know, this isn't like Ike where they just 
just put Howard Saint Ruse on him and had basically one guy trying to slow him down. They've got Tony Taylor, Mario Chalmers, Kelvin Martin. I think that's going to be a really fascinating matchup to watch to see how they handle Tyrese Rice. Uh, what did you think about the uh, the Bomberg and Bologna draw? That, I mean, there's so much to talk about with that game, and 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 I'm really actually looking forward to. And I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll bring on um, we'll bring on uh, Deacon and. Uh, and and Igor um, later on in the uh, uh, in the build up uh, to kind of break it down. Uh, just with the guards, I mean, the the one thing that the Bomber definitely has the advantage of is the experience. You know, you look at all the experience that, that Tyrese Heiss has. You know, Nico Cesar has, Ricky Hickman has, and stuff. And um, uh, it, I, <laughs> it, it's 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 way too early to really say you know which way. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go on this, um, but you know that that's a huge, that's a huge matchup, and and you know if you you look at big game experience, at the other end, it's uh, you know Bologna has a big advantage because they have um, Alexander Djordjevic as the head coach, um, against really uh, a, a total rookie. Uh, Federico Pariga, who's, 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 you know, has been doing a fantastic job, but he's, you know, he, other than the German cup, um, and, uh, you know, obviously going through the, through the playoffs, um, you know, this is the, the only games, the only big games that he's had as head coach. And so, yeah, and then we haven't even, we haven't even talked about, you know, the big, the big guy matchup, which, uh, which is obviously going to be, you know, a huge, a huge one as well. So, you know, you asked about the guards. Yeah, I mean, Rice has been figuring out ways to to kind of get, um, get things done th- uh, for his whole career, and he's a big game guy. So, uh, you know, it, I I'm happy that I don't have to try to figure out a way to beat either of these teams because they both have loads and loads of ways to to beat you. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to to breaking down this matchup a little bit more. Uh, over the next couple of weeks and then talking about it then in the, in, in the, in the preview show that we're going to do. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good point that you made about the coaching experience, uh, where you've got Georgievich who has coached at the, at the highest levels in terms of international competition. And, um, yeah, now that he has a few more weeks to work with this team, get them a little bit more comfortable with his system. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to Brian Qualley after that non-tear game and he was saying in the first leg, you know, they were, uh, just, on different pages completely where, you know, they have a new defensive system. Guys were just not doing the right things. And in the second game, they were a lot more crisp. Everyone was communicating. Everyone knew what to do. So I think they're just going to be able to build a little bit more chemistry over the next few weeks. And that's going to help them. And yeah, a great, great battle in the paint. Like you mentioned there with Quali and Dayon Kravich going up against um, Cliff Alexander, Augustine Rubit, Elias Harris. That's going to be a really fun matchup to watch as well. So like we said, we'll have some more in-depth Final Four previews coming up here in a couple of weeks. We'll bring on Igor and Deacon, get their thoughts. We'll try to bring on some special guests to get their thoughts as well. But coming up next, we have Dave's interview with Mike Green, the great guard from Sig Strasbourg, who was the 2018 BCL Final Four MVP with Ike Athens. Dave and I will catch you on the other side of the interview to wrap things up, but stay tuned for Mike Green. Green goes all the way! What a finish! What a finish! Mike Green weaves his way. He's got time. He's going to go all the way. He scores right at the death. Green gets it 
backs it in. So Mike Green has been named as the MVP. He really did come out and set the tone tonight. All right. So on the show this week, we have Mike Green of Six Strasburg. Uh, last year, obviously, he won the ba- the second basketball Champions League title with with Ike Athens uh, being the Final Four MVP. Uh, Mike, uh, thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. Um, you know, off day. You know, perfect timing. Is it the, the Final Four is on its way? It should be exciting. So perfect timing. Um, let's, let's look back, uh, briefly at the, uh, the basketball champions league for you guys, um, for six Strasburg, you know, you started the, the season four and one, uh, with a four and one record. And then you, you won your last two games, but kind of went, uh, two and five in between and, and lost out at the very end. Um, uh, maybe, maybe how do you, uh, what do you think happened to the team this season in the, in the BCL six Strasburg, that being the team this year? Uh, we had some we had some disappointing losses, you know, um, mainly at home. Uh, a couple of games we let get away from us, and um, you know we had injuries throughout. Um, but I think it's just, it, it pretty much came down on us, you know, losing games that we should have. Unfortunately, you know, we had a terrible December, a terrible January, and we weren't able to advance. You know, even with a, a tied record with you know three or four other teams in our in our in our, in our bracket. Yeah. Um, after being eliminated, um, and actually since mid-September, uh, mid-February, sorry, um, you guys won the Leaders' Cup title and now have uh, five or six wins in the Pro-A, uh, just one, one, one victory fewer than second place Power Uh Maybe how do you think the club is doing right now and, and maybe with the, you know, the big goal at the end of, of winning the first uh, league crown for Strasbourg since uh, 05? Um, big time, man. You know, you 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 set goals at the beginning of the year, and you know, BCL was one of our goals. You know, get to the final four, and unfortunately, we we failed that one. Um, we were able to you know jump right back, you know, and 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 beat the Leaders Cup, which was was huge for us, for our confidence, you know, for our team morale, and you know, we added two players, and now we got a full roster, and um, like you said, we won five out of last six, I believe, and. You know that's good, man. It's good, and we we looking to finish strong. Uh, how much have you guys? How much have you been following the BCL since your teams uh, been eliminated? Uh, what do you think of the final four teams? Uh, you know the the playoffs in general. Uh, how much you've been following? What do you think about uh, some of the some of the some of the games, some of the matchups? Um, I definitely continue to follow. Um, you know, I still got teammates. You know, one in Bologna. Had a team, uh, Ike was still in it, you know, so I still follow guys, you know, I keep up with it. It's my competition. Um, for me, um, I, I like the four teams that's in it. Um, I also predicted that uh, Antwerp would, would host it, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a great showdown, you know. Um, you got Tenerife, who won the, who won the first one. Um, you got Bromberg, uh, you know, with, with a lot of EuroLeague experience, you know, with Tyrese Rice and Ricky Hickman. They they won uh the Euro League. So that that that's great. You got uh got you got Bologna, who you know, who was in our bracket and you know, they got some tough players. They got my guy Kevin Kevin Punter. So I I think it's, it's gonna be a good showdown, man. Um Antwerp the hosting team, you know, they got a guard that goes off, you know, and, and who who has a a very good game, you know, and it's scary for whoever they play against. So I think it's gonna be a great final four. 
let, let's go back to last season since that's kind of the reason why we wanted to have you on. Uh, you went into the season uh, coming from Kashiaka, um, and you knew it had been 50 years uh, since Ike uh, were the first Greek team to win a European competition. Uh, maybe what were the realistic expectations going into the year? That that was definitely the expectations. Um, you know, being in the Greek league, you know, at the end it's gonna be Panathinaikos, Olympiakos. Um, so so to win a local championship, mm, the chances are very slim against those two teams. You know that they're, they're which looks looks look very bad for us at some points. You know, um, I think every game came down to last second. You know, and and we 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 lucked up and got into it. Um, and I think I, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know if to say the cup was realistic. You know, again, going against the Panathinaikos and Olympiacos, and you know we played both, but it's one game, so it, it it definitely was on the chart coming in. So I think we accomplished the goals that we set out as far as um, Ike last year. Uh, the BCL regular season, you started with two home losses and nearly another loss um, at Venezia. Uh, it was a pretty wild group uh, with two teams at the top at nine and five, and then you of of uh, four teams at eight and six, uh, a lot of close games, uh, look back and it was 10 of 14 decided by seven points or fewer. Uh, how do you remember the, uh, the 2017, 18 regular season? Um, like you said, a bunch of tough losses, a bunch of possibilities. And <laughs> if this team lose that team, win, you win by this many points, it was, it was a uh, nerve wrecking. It was definitely nerve wrecking. We had a good group, uh, similar to this year, you know, eight and six again. Um, we had a team, man. We had a good team, man. And, you know, we stuck together through everything, you know. Um, it, it was nerve wrecking. It definitely was nerve wrecking. At the end, it felt great holding that trophy up because it was a tough season. Uh, even the uh, the last sh- shot, the last second of the regular season, you needed uh, Dusan Sokoda to hit the three. Uh, to beat Bayroy, to sneak into the playoffs. Um, you had already beaten, at that point, you had already beaten uh, Panathinaikos in the semifinals of the Cup. Uh, heading into the playoffs, maybe, what was the mind frame of that team, of your team? Heading to the BCL playoffs? The BCL playoffs, yeah, in round of 16. Oh, it was tough. Um, we knew that, you know, if we if we got to that Final Four, it was a big chance of us hosting it. So that was our goal, get to that Final Four. And, um, you know, once we got in through the group play and we saw we got through by the skin of our teeth we knew it was time to uh, lock in and, and get to that final four and you actually had a pretty it was actually quite a, a, a different team i mean you know kevin uh vince hunter you know had a, only a couple of games at the end of the regular season and then after the uh, after the regular season you added uh, kevin punter from rosa radom uh, how much better were you uh going into the playoffs than you had been in the uh, regular season I think um, adding him was huge for us. Um, you know, another guy that could put the ball in the hole for us. You know, we had Manny Harris, who also was scoring the ball. Uh, he just gave us another offensive weapon. And, you know, we also added a Greek guy, you know, and he helped us a lot, too. He defended, you know, he had a big shot. So, uh, and and we and we saw it, we saw, we saw it immediately. Uh, round of 16, you, uh, you guys lost at home to, by 10 points. Uh, what happened in that one? Um, are you talking about the, the, the Chesnitz Nimburg game? Czech Republic game. Yeah. Czech Republic game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a tough one, man. Um, they came out and they played. They just played better than us. Um, it was it was a tough game. Um, I remember we didn't execute as well as we should have, and we, we were fortunate to only lose about ten points. Uh, we knew in the return game we 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 thought that you know we had enough power to, to overpower them, and we was in for another tough one. Surprise! Uh, surprisingly, you know. They, they was beating us again the same way, you know, doing the same things. And I remember that game, Manny Harris, you know, he went off. He went crazy. Uh, I think he probably had 35 points, 36 points or something. He he carried us all the way to the end. He carried us all the way. And Punter hit the uh, hit the, the, the three to give you the aggregate, aggregate win, 2.8 seconds. You were the guy that kicked it out to him. Was there any doubt that it would go in? Oh, let's not mention that was my assist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, um, I, I went to the rim. You know, I, I really thought about laying it in, but you know they say you if you're home, you know, you, you if you're home, you go for the tie. If you're on the road, you go for the win. Mm-hmm. And um, KP just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Um, when he let it go, I wasn't sure. You know, I, I'm gonna be honest. You know, but uh, like he was more short than anybody else. You know, because once he hit it, 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 we knew that it was meant for us to be in that final four. Yeah, and and Strasburg. Then you faced uh, you faced up with them already twice in the in the group stage. They won both games, but only by by three points. Uh, you guys had eleven thousand fans for that for for the home game. Uh, maybe just you know take us through the the quarterfinals. You won by nine, and then uh, Sakota hit the two big threes in the return leg to kind of help save the uh, the aggregate. Uh, take us back against uh, Strasburg that matchup. I remember all, us all sitting in the lobby, and I just was like, I'd rather play. I, I, not I'd rather play, but I want to play Strasburg because they beat us twice, and we thought that we were right there with a the game. Boom, at the buzzer. You know, we lost one. They hit a shot at the buzzer. Then we had a chance to win at the buzzer. So we knew we matched up with them nicely. Um, and, you know, we wanted to play the best. You know, I thought they were the better team that year, and we wanted to play them. And um, coming into our home, you know, we you, you kind of ask for something, and you got to show up, <laughs> you know, you you ask for it away, but you know once it's there in front of you, you got to actually show up. And our guys did a great job uh, at home. We we did what we were supposed to do. You know, um, we stuck to our game plans, and you know uh, we we got the score difference. Um, what what did you think of your team's chances uh, when you when you heard that Ike was going to be the Final Four host, knowing that that fan support would be there for you? I thought we was gonna win for sure. Uh, um, once we got there, I thought we was going to win for sure. It, it was, everything was lined up, you know. Um, we we got in by the skin of our teeth. We qualified by the skin of our teeth. We had a three pointer, you know, the advance, and it was time. You know, we're here. We, I, I felt like it was for us to win, especially with it being home. We had to win it, I believe. Yeah. Uh, in the semifinals, you guys pulled ahead by fifteen midway through the the second quarter, and then, you know, Mercy really just pounded the offensive glass, used their second chance points. Uh, to kind of get back and stay in the game, um, it, it seemed that uh, you know Sakota, Harris, and Punter just proved too many weapons. Uh, how do you how do you recall the the uh, the semifinal? Um, I remember not playing as well as I thought I should have. Um, I remember um, you know struggling. Honestly, I remember struggling me personally, but as a team, I thought that we played well. I think. Uh, our backup point guard played really well. I think he outplayed me completely. Um, and, you know, the, Mercy are a tough team, man. And we knew that they were going to make a run, and we were fortunate enough to win that game. 
Um, and, 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 you know, after that game, you know, I, I pretty much had to talk to myself like, man, I don't know what you're out here doing. You know, you're not playing as well as you should be playing. And, you know, I was fired up for the championship game. I was happy that my teammates gave me another chance, you know, by winning that game, gave me another chance to show, you know, who Mike Green was. So that championship game, I, I already knew, I already had in my head that I was about to have a big game. Yeah, and you and you went right at right at right at the very beginning. You know, you you uh, attacked the basket right right from the very start. Um, maybe just how important was that, um, especially scoring on their defense, which was obviously so great all season. How important was that big early start uh, to to the game for you guys? Um, it was huge, man. It was huge. You know, um, like I said, I felt like I left my teammates down in the final four game, and you know, I wanted to come and show you know what I can do. Um, on top of that, you know, it was funny about the, the Monaco game. Um, you know, they were, I think they led the BCL in scoring, and I think they led the BCL in turnovers forced. The thing about our team, which I think was perfect against Monaco, was that we played a bunch of one-on-ones, so it wasn't too many pass-pass-pass for them to get steals from. You know, they had to steal it. They had to steal it right out of our hands. And fortunate for us, we had one-on-one players like Manny Harris, like KP, and like Del Delroy James, you know, um, so, you know, it kind of like enabled what Monaco likes to do, getting past the lanes and steal a ball. You had to um, pretty much guard one-on-one, and it worked out to our favor. A lot of games it didn't that season, but that game, it definitely worked perfect for us. Um, they, you know, obviously they're a strong defense. They were a strong defense. They kind of slowed you down in the third quarter a little bit. Uh, but you had never, you never ended up giving up the lead, uh, you know, basically, you know, bending, but never breaking. How important was it that they actually never got ahead in that game? It was, it was, it was very important. Um, you know, like, like I said, they, they let, I think they were, I think they let it in still, you know, if they are not able to steal the ball from us, then it makes it tougher on them to score. And they had played fast. You know, we made them play half court a lot and it worked in our favor. They like to play fast up tempo game. Um, similar to most of the teams here in France now that I'm here. You know, they like to play the fast up tempo game. But uh like like we did, like the crowd was huge for us, man. It was huge. It was like unreal. Like it's probably the best thing I've ever been a part of. Not probably, it is the best thing I've ever been a part of. You win a European championship at home with your fans, twenty thousand plus. It it was it was unreal. So I think the crowd gave us a, a huge lift, a huge lift. Uh KP, you know, really went off in the fourth quarter. Um you know, we're, we're, we've been seeing it a lot this season, you know, showing it that he's a big-time player. That was, you know, for some people that didn't really watch Rosa Rodome and, and, you know, maybe hadn't followed the, the BCL until the Final Four. They really showed – he really showed in the fourth quarter. Maybe just what do you think about him? Um, I had a long talk with him after our season, man. I think the kid can go, man. He has it. He works hard. Um, He puts the ball in the hole, man, you know. At a, at, a, at a good rate, you know, shooting a great percentages. So I think um, the sky's the limit for him. Um, the sky's the limit. You know, he's doing it once again. He got another chance at a BCL title again this year. You know, um, he's humble and he, and he works, man. I think the kid's going to have a really good career in Europe. And then in true Ike Ike fashion last, last season, you guys uh, really uh, made your fans sweat with the uh, wild final minute with all the turnovers and video replays. uh seeing where the ball goes out of bounds, maybe just how you recall the last, you know, whatever, two minutes of that game um, 
which, you know, you, you were close to having it in control and then a couple turnovers here and there. What'd you think about that final, what, about uh, 90 seconds or so? Honestly, um, I thought the game was already over. Um, I didn't think, not one time did I think that we were in danger of losing the game. And that's no slight to Monaco. It's just that what we've been through all the way up until then, you know, uh, the things that went wrong for us, the things that went right for us all the way up until then, it, I think it was just hours to have. Um, as far as the Saints, yeah, I'm sure it was nerve-wracking, you know, just trying to get it over with and, and, and get to that celebration. And when they come in within one shot, you know, to tie, it, it, it kind of makes things a little different. But um, me personally and me, my teammates personally, we, we pretty much, you know, we was ready to celebrate, man. We was ready to get over with and celebrate from, you know, all ups and downs we had all season. It was ours, and we wanted it. You know, not not – you know, I don't know what percentage wise, but not every, you know, not every player gets to, to, to celebrate any title. And, uh, and then, you know, a, a European championship, a European club championship and doing that at home, maybe, maybe just talk about, uh, the celebration, talk about the relief and everything else and, and, uh, and what it meant, you know, uh, to, to get this. And then also that magical, you know, 50 years and also winning the Greek cup, you know, just, Talk about the, 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 you know, just the full celebrations that you guys had. Um, I think it was relieving, man. It was very relieving. You know, um, the Greek media is tough, man. You know, um, <laughs> you know they, they was calling for our heads at some point during the season. You know, um, it, it, it just was very relieving. You know, it felt great. It was like, man, like it's finally, like you got it off your back. You know, you got a championship. You did something that no other team done before. You know, you gotta uh, you 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 knocked off the the big guys. You beat the Olympiacos. You beat the Panathinaikos. Um, you got a Greek Cup. You, you you won the European Championship. You know, and you know that we possibly was you know might go out as one of the best Ike teams ever. You know, and and that's so great. You know, that's so great. Uh, leaving your mark. That's that's something we did. Uh, nobody can take that away from us, regardless of how many games we lost that we wasn't supposed to lose and. We, we we still you know left our mark. We we made history. So I think um, that was the greatest part of the year, man. You know, just just, just making history. And it might have been the biggest part of my career because you know um, I haven't won championships. You know, always got there, lost one here, lost one there. But that that was huge for me. Um, and you got the MVP on top of it. Maybe just talk about that. A nice little cherry on top. Yeah, that's definitely icing on the cake. <laughs> that was definitely icing on the cake. You know. Um, you know, um, just showing, you know, anybody that doubted me personally or doubted my teammates personally, you know, we got the last laugh. I got the last laugh. So, you know, it, it was relieving and, and, and it's so great, man. So great. Um, you know, we, we, we know who's going to host the, the Final Four now and we know who's going to be playing. You know, first two champions uh, both won the title on their home court with uh, Tenerife and you guys, Ike. Uh, how much of an advantage do you think I, uh, uh, Antwerp will have then uh, uh, on the, in the Final Four? Um, they're home. <laughs> you know, it's their court. So th- that's, that's one advantage. Um, you know, but you're, you, they're, for me, you know, um, the team's in there. They're well-traveled. You know, they'll have, they'll have their supporting cast out there, too. I don't think it'd be as huge as ours tonight because ours was ridiculous, man. Like, you you. It's, it's unheard of, man, how many people we had in there. Like, we pretty much overpowered, you know, <laughs> overpowered the, the rest of the, the rest of the crowds. So, um, I mean, it, it'll be interesting, man. I think the advantage they have is their home court. 
they don't do no traveling and they're home. Uh, maybe the mindset of these four teams now, you know, they're a couple of weeks away. They're, they're, they're working in, in trying to stay, you know, move up the standings in their league, stay sort of atop the leagues, whatever, you know, maybe just to talk about the, you know, talk about the mindset that these guys have, uh, you know, you know, building up to this, you know, this huge accomplishment that's, that's right there, you know, two wins from the taking. Uh, what do you think of the mindset of, the, of these guys are? Um, definitely the, you know, win as many games going in, you know, you, you want to feel good going in. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, drop games on your way to the final four. You know, um, it's all about team morale and preparation. I'm sure all these teams are prepared well, you know, who you're playing ahead of time. You know, you got a few weeks to prepare, you know, um, for these teams and, you know, you've seen them all year too. So I don't think it'd be, you know, somebody going there unprepared. I think it's more so of, you know, who's riding the, you know, team morale, who chemistry is going well, and all that plays a part in preparing. And obviously health as well. Health for sure. Yeah. Health 100%, you know, getting getting healthy, you know, you want to play with your, you want your, 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 your best foot forward. We have the draw now. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you've seen it yet, uh, but it's uh, Virtus Bologna against, uh, against Bamberg. And Tenerife against Antwerp. So Bologna, Bamberg, and Tenerife against Antwerp. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of the two matchups? Um, I think the um, Bologna and and Bamberg uh, matchup would be really well. Um, it's going to be a, a really good game. Um, you got uh, Georgievic, I think. Uh-huh. I hope I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, Georgievic. Um, who also was coaching in German league, so he's very familiar with Bomber's style of play. And you got a Italian coach, Fetty. <laughs> you know, he was one of my coaches that can too. You got him going against the Italian team, so he's very familiar. You know, he's a, he's Italian. He's been here all his life, so it, it, it's going to be a, a, a barn burn for sure, for sure. Um, for me, Antwerp versus um, Tenerife. Um, Tenerife is playing outstanding. You know, to be honest, Tenerife is playing very well. Um, I think uh, they're going to need for the – I think Antwerp, you know, to, to stick around, the stay in the game, they're going to need that kid Lee to go off. You know, and I saw them do it, you know, throughout the season. They're going to need a great game, from a huge game from him, you know, for them to be in it, for them to get a chance, I believe. Because Tenerife is just playing the best basketball of anybody in my, in my eyes. All right. Well, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time. I hope you uh, I hope you had a chance to uh, relive, uh, see some of those wonderful images uh, uh, while we were we while we were chatting. Uh, I'm sure that was um, you know, like you mentioned, you you had you had a a Belgian Super Cup, and I think that was your only. Uh, I mean, okay, you had won the Greek Cup before the Final Four, but uh, that was you know before last season, the Belgian Super Cup. I think was your only championship, correct? Um. Yeah, it may have been. It may have been. I remember a lot of run-up trophies, a lot of second-place trophies, yeah. a lot of Belgian-Italian final for sure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Appreciate your appreciate your time and appreciate your insight and uh, and uh, helping us 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 uh, fans of the BCL relive uh, your guys' magical um, 2017-18 season. So, Mike Green, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, and good luck to the four teams in the Final Four.
All right. Thanks again to Mike Green for his time this week. Dave, uh, there were a lot of interesting things there. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, you know, he said Tenerife are playing the best basketball right now. I think he's, he's probably correct about that. Of course, a lot of things can, can change over the next couple of weeks. And I thought the, uh, you know, just getting his per- perspective as a final four MVP, somebody who's been in this position that these guys are going to be in. I thought that was, uh, was really interesting. Uh, what, what did you think about what Mike said there? You, you know, I, I went back and watched these, um, their two final four games. The, the game against Murcia and the uh, the game against uh, uh, Monaco and uh, and that that was an amazing team Ike I mean you know I don't, that's something that that you know we really haven't talked that that much about this this season but you know that was just an, an unbelievable team you know you look at the guys who aren't on the team obviously Mike Green you know he was the MVP of the Final Four Manny Harris was the MVP of the uh, of the league that year. Um, you know, Kevin Punter, we all have seen what he's done this year with Bologna. He's back in the final four. Punter was the leading scorer, uh, came over to, to Ike, uh, just before the playoffs. Um, uh, after I think he scored 22 and 28 for Rosa Radome against Ike in the group. And then they bring him in. Uh, Hunter was, was, was still relatively new. He only joined the team, I think in, um, in November, you know, sort of at the end of the regular season, um, and so, I mean, this was just an amazing team and, and you really going back and watching these games, you're, you were really reminded of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, they were on a mission, they were on a mission. Uh, you know, it sounded even from the, you know, the very beginning of the playoffs, knowing that if they get to the final four, that they want to host it as well. Obviously we know Greek crowds are, are amazing. And, uh, you know, it was just a magical season and it was cool. You know, they also won the cup, you know, beating both Panathinaikos and Olympiakos, uh, the unluck of the draw, but getting by both of those teams as well. So just, just so much magic. Um, but, but I think, I think probably the the thing that kind of stuck out the most, um, is, you know, that he said that it's, that it was really just such a huge relief. I mean, you go, um, into a, a season, and this I think with anything, if you go for a, a Euroleague championship, a Euro Cup, a, a, a Euro Basket, a World Cup, you know, just the there's the joy and the 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 the, the you know, um, and uh, and but 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 there's the the relief that you've that that it's accomplished, you know, that that all the time, all the effort, all the concentration, everything is uh, you know worked out in the end, and and that that you know you really. Yeah, I think he really gave you a, a feel that that's really uh, a major, a major portion of your thoughts, uh, uh, um, your thought process when you're going through the actual, you know, when the final, when the final buzzer goes off and, and you are the champion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was cool to get that perspective, to get that inside information from a guy who's been there and won the won the cha- championship last year. Uh, so that that was great. Uh, Dave, any final thoughts here before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I mean now we, like I said, we know uh, we know the we know the final four teams and we know who's playing who, uh, so we can uh, we can all start you know figuring out uh, all right you know who uh, who is going to be playing who and um, and what matchups and, and and also and I think you know all four teams and I think I hope that all four fan groups hope this for all the other three teams. I, I hope that everybody comes into this into the final four and Antwerp healthy. I hope that that everybody remains healthy. There, there's no serious injuries to any any player, any rotation player, any bench player at all. Uh, that everybody comes into the final four 
uh, fully healthy so that so that all of these teams are at full strength because that's uh, that's what these teams and the competition deserves. Yeah, absolutely. So remember, the final four is Friday, May 3rd, Sunday, May 5th. We'll have some podcasts coming out in the next couple of weeks to preview the final four, get you ready for everything you need to know for Antwerp, the 2019 Champions League final four in Antwerp. It's going to be an amazing one with the hosts going up against the 2017 champions, Tenerife, Bologna versus Bomberg on the other side is going to be incredible as well. And of course, remember to go check out the official website championsleague.basketball subscribe to livebasketball.tv and check out the official Twitter and YouTube channels for the Champions League for everything you need to know to get you ready for the final four it's coming up in a few weeks it's going to be amazing we can't wait and I'm sure you're excited for it as well so that's going to do it for this week's episode thanks again to Mike Green for Sig Strasbourg for his time for Dave Hein over in Germany my name is Austin Green and this has been BCL Coast to Coast Coast to Coast